God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch, Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Yeah, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfectly. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. It's the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing Heavy Lunch. D. Welsh with you on Monday, May 8th, after a beautiful Eldora weekend where hashtag Let's Race 2 happened. And it was the USAC National Sprint Car Series on Flow Racing and the World of Outlaws. They raced on uh, Dirt Vision. Um, awesome races. The first tune up, if you will, with the big hitters. Ahead of the million D Welch and actually the last one. Uh, I know June 16th, All Stars race at Ohio Sprint Week. We'll get the Ohio guys, maybe some PA guys come over, uh, maybe, you know, some guys who are not on a national tour, but you won't see the Outlaws again at Eldora Speedway until uh, the prelim night of the million. Yeah, I think, I think it was a um, great weekend of racing across the board, obviously. The non wing guys always put on a good show there. And, um, and yeah, I think um, we, get, we got a pretty good idea as, as to who's going to be up front, you know, potentially at the million, uh, and, and Kings Royal week too. I, I was really surprised that, that the seven BC struggled as bad as they did. Um, you know, as good as he is there. So, um, I'm sure they'll, they'll have that corrected by the time they get back there in, in, in June, if, if nothing else. Um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it, I think it adds to the excitement and the anticipation to, to get back there in July for, uh, for Eldora money week. Courtney ran up front a bit on Friday. Um, you know, two slightly different racetracks, but still very good racetracks. I, I believe when we get into the summer months in August, I think the guys like the 19, Brett Marks, uh, Kyle Larson, the 57, and of course the 7 BC of Tyler Courtney will get better when the track slicks off a little bit. Uh, so I think I think their odds, I, I do not really take away their odds, I don't think, after what we saw at Eldora over the weekend. However, I do – put some more odds and stack some up against guys who ran well uh, over the weekend, right? Because they still got good laps and, and fast laps and, and, and laps in clean air. Uh, like guys like Donnie shots um, struggling all year long this year with Tony Stewart racing and a second and a third uh, at Eldora speedway. That is huge before the million. We know how he shows up for big races like he did last year at the Knoxville nationals in one uh, Logan Schuhart. That was a massive win for shark racing. That was his first at Eldora uh, with the world of outlaws. And, and I think that he's going to be a guy that you have to look at going into the million as well. Um, so many, you know, Rico, he got Ricky Warner now, right? Like Ricky Warner has, you know, is going to be a national sprint car hall of famer should be already uh, in my opinion, with how many championships he won with Donnie shots. Um, but now he's getting ready to potentially win a million dollars with Rico or, or or win the Knoxville Nationals. They have been that good in the 24 car this year. He is my odds on favorite to win the million as of right now uh, with what I saw. Yeah, he's I mean, I, I don't think that's a, going out on too far of a limb at all. You know, I think he, you know, he has the potential to kind of do a, a Brent Marks from last year, you know, in, in the historical big one and Kings Royal. Um, you know, Rico, I think, is is certainly a candidate to, to do that, um, you know this this summer and I, I don't think it would surprise anybody so um like you said though there's always guys that show up at those those big races you know and I, and I think um you know not that everybody didn't put their best foot forward this weekend but I think there's something to be said for um you know going after a million bucks you know it's, it's not going to be easy obviously and they know that but uh, they were certainly impressive and, and Donnie was too you know I think that um you know like you said he he he's the guy that always does rise to the top in those, those big time situations. So um, Rico's got to be feeling good though. I, I think I would, if I were him and um, hopefully they can just have a good, you know, rest of this spring and early summer and kind of keep the the good mojo going and, and get back there on the right foot. A wild week of sprint car news already. It is Monday and already two drivers are leaving their rides after Eldora Speedway. 
One of those drivers was seventh in outlaw points and fifth in high limit points. That's Buddy Coford. He left CMS Racing uh, and Crouch Motorsports. We're going to talk more about that with Blake Anderson uh, on the show today. Also, Parker Price Miller leaves McCandless Racing, team based out of Mercer, Pennsylvania. Parker um, had been running well in his own 9P car, and they had planned to run the full all-star season together, right? They're running Ford Motors. They're a Ford dealership in Mercer, Pennsylvania. They have started the year with the All-Stars fourth, fourth, and seventh, right? They finished fourth at Atomic, uh, fourth at Attica, seventh at Attica, third in points, right in the thick of the championship, and they split up. It's it's pretty shocking to see what has happened in the sprint car news, but we're going to talk about it all today. It's going to be very busy. Let's get to our Sundollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week, brought to you by Sundollar Restoration. Uh, I saw Aaron Reisel swept both the 360 and the 410 races at uh, Knoxville Raceway, that it's good for that team. They had been struggling a little bit, especially in the, the high-limit races I saw. Uh, Rankin uh, won the opening night at Butler. C.J. Leary, of course, we talked about how he won at Eldora on Saturday night. Justin Grant uh, won the night before, both of them banging the boards. Two awesome races with the USAC National Sprint Car Series. Rico won on Saturday, and uh, Logan Schuhart won on Friday. Kyle Larson won at Atomic. I believe that are, uh, that is some of the big open wheel news who is your sun dollar restoration hat shake of the week uh d welch well even though this is a, a full sprint car show i'm going to give a hat shake to uh, a midget racer chase mcdermott who we've had on the show before swept the uh extreme outlaw midget races at humboldt and 81 in kansas um i think the last night kind of went up head to head against cannon and uh and beat him on a late on a late restart cannon it seems like is i don't know if it's just because i'm in north carolina and so i see him win at Millbridge every week, but it seems like he's winning all the time, you know, and he's, he's certainly probably the best, uh, you know, midget guy out there right now. And um, I think McDermott has, has really kind of come into his own here as a, as a legitimate, you know, good national racer. So um, two big wins for him, for the, the Mount Stout guys and um, sound like a couple good races out there. I think I'm going to give my hashtag to Lance DeWeese for coming out and racing uh, at Atomic in both Eldora. I know that he's going to run the million and that's their plan. So they needed Eldora laps, but um, at Atomic, I don't know if he's ever even been to Atomic, right? He didn't look that great in hot laps. Didn't they look- said he had. He said they said he tried to run there a couple times, like ten years ago, and it rained out both nights. So that was his first time there. He did not look great in hot laps. He did not look great in qualifying. He did not look great in his heat race. But but so I just chalked it up as I'm shooting video. He did not have a good night. Well, he passed about 24 cars in the feature on Saturday. He was rolling. <laughs> and he had a very good race at Atomic. And then I, to, to bring that car from Pennsylvania over here, get laps at Eldora, run well at Atomic. I mean, he got off the porch. You know, there are guys that I could call out right now that didn't come to Eldora this week that should have. So um, I'm looking at you. You know, no, you know, you know, you're watching. You're watching. You didn't go, right? Uh, Lance DeWeese, my hat shake. Sun Dollar based in Carmel, Indiana. They'll put a roof on your house. Water, fire, mold, restoration. Um, They're supporting now Chris Windham, who I wanted to talk about, too. He made both features with uh, the Lane Racing Team. That's our first time working together this year. I'm not sure for a fact on this. I don't think Lane Racing made a, a World of Outlaws feature at Eldora Speedway last year. So to to, to be um, to put that team into the uh, feature, both races, uh, held off Kofoid in the B-Main transfer on Saturday and was uh, in the A on, on, on Friday, so... Um, Sundown is supporting them. Also, Zeb Wise, who we hope um, you know gets recovered in time uh, to to race at Jacksonville and Wilmot with the All Stars this, this week. A scary crash for him over the weekend at Eldora. Um, but and they also support um, D Welch's uh, uh, racing, right? Sundown Restoration in Carmel, Indiana. Visit they, them at sundollar.net. What, what, what do you I was going to say they support more of podcasts now than my racing since I'm retired again. So him yeah. probably yeah. <laughs> Kim probably, yeah, they support Flow Racing in the podcast. Kim probably wants to give a hash shake to the safety equipment. That's it, you know, help Zip, right? Walk away from that crash. No, for sure. I mean, that's that uh, that always deserves one. And, um, you know, certainly, certainly glad our buddies, uh, you know, okay after that one's a scary one. And it, it there's never easy ones at Eldora, obviously. So glad he was, uh, you know, no banged up a little bit, but uh, no worse for wear. Yep. Congrats to the Sun Dollar Hat Shake winners. We have changed a bit of the format, and I'm excited for you to hear it on uh, Rip the. I almost called it Rip the Fence. Wow, the Loud Pedal Podcast uh, on Flow Racing. Richie Murray, Blake Anderson is going to join the show today. They are next. A busy news day of sprint car racing, all right here on the Loud Pedal Podcast on Flow Racing.
legacy he left his three sons was his unfulfilled dream of winning the race. The thing about the Benthouses is that they willed themselves to be great drivers. drivers that I ever met that wanted to win the Indianapolis Motor Speedway more than the bet bet houses. And we're back on the Loud Pedal Podcast. It was a big weekend at Eldora Speedway. We promised Richie Murray on the show today. Richie uh justin grant looked pretty dang good all weekend long that was a it was a big win on friday uh unfortunate on saturday obviously getting into a lap car but it was going to be a great race between him, him and leary i think on saturday yeah he uh he he pretty he put it to him on uh friday night and very well could have won both of them uh but yeah he's uh been kind of a dominator at eldora lately and won the last two going back to last year I and mean, he was the first repeat winner this year so he's kind of got everything going for him. And on Saturday night, of course, it, he was starting to close in on CJ with about 10 or so laps to go, 10, 11 laps to go, and just got caught up with a lap car. And, you know, when it's that fast and you're up right against the wall and there's a car right in front of you, it's hard to kind of go anywhere. And unfortunately, he got, he got caught up in that and had a tumble there and fell all the way down to, eight, uh, I think, 21st or 22nd in the running order. And kind of had a substantial, even though it's early, kind of lost a substantial point lead. And uh, he was going up 42 into that race. And now they're tied um, with uh, Saturday's winner, CJ Leary, who uh, uh, kind of made up all that ground. And and we got a close race already headed <laughs> already by May. I don't know about you, Richie, but I, when I was watching Saturday, I was having deja vu of, was it 2015? When those two, when Leary was, was, he still hadn't even won a USAC race yet. And they were in lap traffic at the very end and Grant got by him. I was, I was thinking it was kind of shaping up to be another one of those, uh, last lap duels, uh, that we've seen from those guys so many times and, and at Eldora. And then obviously it didn't happen, but I was, uh, I was on the edge of my seat waiting for that one to, to shape up again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that was the inaugural year when it was called the mother of all race weekends. That's right. People don't remember that one, but yeah, we tied I do, in. With, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it tied in with the Let's Race <laughs> Two history, but uh, yeah, that one was. I think at that point, Grant had maybe two or three career USAC wins, and Leary still hadn't won. So there was two hungry young drivers at that point, and Grant in the Harry car, and Leary in his own in his family car. And I don't think they had any numbers painted on the tail tank that night. And they are. I remember they split around Chris Windham lapping yeah. him at the end on the last lap and that's where he got him <laughs> and all these years later it's the same two guys going at it on the same weekend it, it's pretty cool to see that these guys you know that were around a decade ago just coming up and now they're you know they're obviously they've been in their prime for a while now but that's as we i get to do after every race they update the win list and see how far these guys have gone and you know grants all the way up to like 13th all time and Larry's now at 21. He's tied, he's almost in the top 30 all time. He tied Greg Weld, 1967 champion for uh, for all time wins. So every time these just numbers just keep racking up, you kind of compare to the uh, the times before us of yesteryear and see how impressive these records actually are. And they're doing it right before our eyes. Yeah, we're getting old. Um and and we're watching all these kids. I mean, seriously, like they get to race in the USAC Sprint Car Series forever, and they're going to have so many records and so many wins. It's that's going to be so cool to see. But you mentioned the old name. Now it's hashtag Let's Race Two. I got a couple headlines wrong this week. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't title it right. But uh, Let's Race Two, it, it, an awesome event, right? We don't have to deal with like small tires. We don't have to deal with the track being all you know wrecked wrecked to pieces, right? From the late models or the modifieds, or the stock cars or whatever. We can have a slick to the wall curb, you know, four awesome races. I thought the outlaws races were great too, Richie. Don't you think? I mean, yeah, if you're a sprint car fan, you get to see both. That's pretty cool in my book. I mean, uh, you get to enjoy the other one and maybe there's a lot of fans that don't get to cross over to see the other series during the year and they get to be experienced to it. Cause obviously being on the road, like I am, and you don't get to see the outlaws more than a 
just those times and in, in person at least. Uh, but it, yeah, it's pretty cool to get to see that and see a guy like, you know, Brady Bacon cross over and do both. Uh, that's, that's always special to see those guys do that and uh, be as successful at it as he is, especially as of late. We're talking about guys that have been around a while. I feel like we need to give a uh, tip of the capital, Matt Westfall. I was uh, I was amazed that that was his first USAC quick time. I figured as as long as he'd been around, he'd have, he'd have gotten at least one. But um, I was kind of surprised by that. Flying Buckeye. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. We were actually talking about that uh, at lunch on Saturday, kind of how like Westfall. He never used to be much of a qualifier. That's definitely not what he's known for, but I think yeah. he qualified, he qualified up front. I think Friday, he pretty well, he qualified obviously quick time on Saturday, but it seems like over the last couple of years, they've really got their qualifying program together and they're able to get better starting positions. Cause he's been kind of the guy known to, you know, start about 15th and be able to race his way up to, you know, the edge of the top five or something. But this, he's all of a sudden started qualifying and it was, it was really disheartening after that because he was, you know, he's been racing with USAC sprint cars. He made his debut in 2002. So over two decades of that finally got his quick time and, you know, the heat race, they blew the engine and they brought out the backup car and they're going to have to start at the tail of the semi and that car wouldn't start. So they ended up having to take a provisional and start 24th and still after all that raced all the way up to 12th. But it's just like one of those what could have been stories. Yeah, shattered uh, dreams. Yeah, and it's uh, you know I obviously won his first USAC race there. His only one back in '06, and mm-hmm. he's won late model championship there, modified track championship. He's one of the most versatile versatile drivers. And I remember way back in the day watching him win the Neymar's Midget Championship, and when he was a youngster in uh, like 1998 or so. So, yep, as you said, we're getting we're all getting old, Tyler. <laughs> remembering all these things but yeah don't ask Brandon been... paul about diverse drivers you know his his article this week he was way off on a bunch of his drivers so uh <laughs> don't no not his article this week it was kyle mcfadden sorry okay <laughs> kyle mcfadden's article but Brandon <laughs> paul was editing i guess no no i'm just kidding it was it was a cool article go check that out 10 most diverse drivers on flow uh they have like billy pouch jr stuart freeze and a few other in there i think they missed uh tyler courtney for sure um, but that's just my opinion. I think they probably missed Bacon too. They don't look at, I guess Brandon was saying he doesn't look at drivers being diverse if they are only racing midgets, non-wing sprint cars, wing sprint cars, silver crown cars. He says that's all the same cars. Like Billy Pouch Jr. races big block modified speedsters. I said speedsters, speedster is a wannabe sprint car. So that's that's not, a, 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 you know, you, you don't have anything over Brady Bacon because you race a speedster and you race a big block. Like, what, what are you talking about? So... Um, I look at all of those cars, Silver Crown cars, Midgets, non-wing sprint cars, sprint cars, um, wing sprint cars, totally different. But I look at all those, all those other cars being a different race car. Don't you, Richie? Like as being a diverse talent? I mean, yeah, they're, they all have their <laughs> – as somebody looking from the outside, obviously, if you take a stranger to a race and point them out, they can't really tell the difference. But the drivers sure can. There's all different little – things to them that make them unique and all that. And there's different styles, you know, obviously we've seen guys that are great in midgets and it doesn't translate to sprint cars or vice versa. It, it, it's a different kind of characteristic and, you know, racing on a dirt mile is different to racing on a one eighth mile bull ring. I mean, it's, there's all kinds of variations within the same realm. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, Running fenders and running open wheels, you know, it all takes talent to run up the front. So, I mean, if you can do it, any of it, and do it do it as well as some of these guys can, my hat's off to them. <laughs> it's a busy month of May, Richie, obviously for USAC. You guys have a, a busy week uh, in Indianapolis leading up to the 500. But uh, before that, get to go back to Belleville. Silver Crown cars on the, the half mile and the midgets uh, on the infield track and the quarter mile. I know that uh, there's probably people that, that wish the midgets were on the big track too, but regardless, just uh, I want to get your thoughts and on just kind of everybody's excitement about getting to go back to Belleville and, and get some cars uh, on the racetrack there. Yeah, exactly. And, and obviously my first time at Belleville, the, I mean, you just walk in, you see the, the atmosphere. Obviously this won't 
be part of the fair. But yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> as long as they still have the uh, Oreo pie and all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> got to get to the pie stand for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's a. Uh, but it, the venue itself, it's one of those tracks, obviously, you know, you talk to Pat Sullivan, who's announced there and grew up in Kansas, and he knows all about the history of this place, and it's how long it's been around. All the guys who've been there, as you imagine how how fast it is there with in the modern day with Silver Crown. And like I said, when I first went there, I my thought out loud was, I have never heard a Silver Crown car make that kind of noise. It's just flat out screaming, never let off the gas, right up against the wall. It, uh, this track has been around for a century, pretty much. And I'm just imagining those guys uh, with uh, no row cages and, <laughs> and open wheels doing this in the uh, skinny tires and all that stuff, doing this 100 years ago. And forever, it's they, I mean, everybody claims to be the, the fastest half mile somewhere along the way, but I, I don't know if I could find a, a faster half mile than Belleville because they flat out fly around there. And it's, it's a circular place. It's not an oval. So if you're on the gas, you are always turning and <laughs> you're on the gas. And if you let off, you're, you're going to fall behind. So it's a thrill. And it's one of the few places that, you know, you go to and you kind of put your fingers in your mouth, like, Oh, jeez, <laughs> I can't believe they're doing that. And, uh, but it it's a thrill every second of the of the moment, and it's hard to take your eyes off them. It's hard to blink uh, just from my vantage point in the press box. I can't imagine being a driver out there and and doing that. But it's got to be sure a thrill. Well, it's a thrill to have you on the show, and we're excited to be doing this uh, going forward biweekly. Um, I I told you that when we do the show, I want to have a, a segment right at the end just for you to give us a crazy stat, a, a crazy you know stat that you have just off the top of your head, or whether you prepared or or whatever about anything that's going on with you, Sack. What what do we got? Yeah, you're you're lucky. I prepared, so I uh, <laughs> I uh, so I was going through the uh, list of drivers, the the top single season wins of all time, and. There's 10 drivers in a season who have all won at least 10 races or more in USAC National Sprint Car Competition. All 10 of those drivers have one thing in common. They won a feature at Eldora the year they won 10 or more races. So Eldora is kind of the, uh, if you can do it at Eldora, <laughs> you're kind of the odds on favorite for the championship and maybe to set a record this year in terms of wins. So. You know, CJ and Justin are the top two in the points right now. They're the only two multi-time winners this year. So they've kind of proven that fact already. And uh, already, you know, they're two past champions. We'll see what this year has to bring for the future for both of them. That's great awesome. Week. Yeah, great week at the Big E, Richie. Uh, what are your next races? What, what do they need to watch and go to on flow uh, for USAC? So we actually have the weekend off, a pre-planned weekend. We've had a lot of off weekends for mother nature but this is actually a pre-planned weekend off and uh but we get back to action on may 19th and 20th out the belleville high banks in kansas uh midgets on friday it's midget a full program 30 lap feature and silver crown practice and then you go to saturday it's midgets for 40 laps full program again and silver crown runs their whole program including with a 50 lap feature and then on sunday we go to uh, Sweet Springs, the uh, one of the more bull ring tracks on the midget circuit. So uh, a big weekend out in the uh, Missouri, Kansas area. So I uh, look forward to seeing you out there if you uh, want to come out. Yep. I don't know if I will be, but. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll don't be your breath on that. I'll wave. I'll wave to you. <laughs> I'll be watching. There's no question about that. Thanks, Richie, for coming on the show. Appreciate right. it. Thanks, guys. Always appreciate it.
continued to, to carry Earl's vision and, and his uh, history of creating big events, I mean, we've, we've got some stuff up our sleeve that uh, I don't think will shock anybody when we announce it. Look at him go. What up? You're looking, Hi, good, you're looking good today, Blake. Not looking as good as you. Blake, I saw uh, a picture of you at somebody's wedding. Were you letting the hair grow out there or what was going yeah, on? Yeah, I was getting long. I got it just sure. Someone enough. asked me if you got a piece put in. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> He's young. <laughs> no piece. It's, it's real. No, um, Jess Schoenberg cuts my hair and since they had that fire with their trailer. She was out in Missouri for like three weeks, so yeah, you had to go had to go without for a while, huh? Had to go without for a while. Yeah, it's Man, tough. I wish, I, I wish I'd rock the shit out of a hairpiece. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> I really would too. But I'm also like, I think I Tyler needs a hairpiece for his face for a mustache or a beard because yeah. he can't think, grow one. <laughs> look, look how spotty it is, dude. Looks like it I, got lit got lit on fire, and he patted it out with a rag. That's why I can't I can't do it. I look like that too, so I just don't do it. The thing is, my hair grows like a wildfire, though. So I, I mean, I'm still at the point where I'm scheduling haircuts, appointments, and stuff. Like, I'm, it's a serious business. Oh, I'm every, hair's, I'm every, I'm every three weeks on the dot for haircuts. I got <laughs> yeah, it. Right. Otherwise, I'm, otherwise, I'm out of control. That's what I try to do every, every three to four weeks. But yeah, it stinks. Like my brother and my dad, they don't have to worry about it anymore. My brother didn't have to worry about it in high school. So, well, you could just shave it all, Tyler, and then you wouldn't have to worry about it either. Yeah. I probably could embrace the bald, but I think you should just go bald early and just shave it. I think you should go bald with facial hair. Yeah. It's keep the, keep the patchy beard and just shave your head. Yeah. That's a good look. Well, we're excited that Blake Anderson uh, has been, uh, you know, he's going to join the show this week and bi-weekly uh, as is Richie Murray from USAC. Um, Blake, first off, Brady Bacon told me about the uh, rib sandwich at Eldora. It's phenomenal. It's better. It's better than I thought it was going to be. It's like, Pretty much like a McRib. It needs a little it barbecue, but um, it's it's probably going to be better than a McRib if I had barbecue, I think. What it reminds me of is it takes me back to high school. We had a Mr. Rib was what it was called in high school. And it was a, that I, I had that. And it was like I just transplanted back to Newton High School in 2008. But uh, it, it's, it is good. But, man, the wings, I still think, are the most underrated thing, Tyler. You and I were talking about that on Friday at the track. So crucial. Number so the one. Pizza, the pizza burger is not number one. Okay. So here's the thing. I mean, I've, I had both this weekend, right? I, there's, this is the official Eldora review from 2023, May 8th for um, the chicken wings and, and the menu. I spent a lot of time in the concession stand this week. Uh, it was a great time. Look at, look at me. This it week. Was a great time. Here is, here is do, 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 your official review uh, for the pizza burger. Get the pizza burger, but with my acid reflux, right? I have to do mozzarella sticks, not cheese balls now. I'm off the cheese balls plan because I, I can't do it anymore. I died leaving the Kings Royal last year and was in the hospital in Muncie during Indiana Sprint Week. And I missed the bacon. Or no, oh. I missed the I missed the Leary. Was it the, the Leary kick? The kick? Or what was it? What did I miss? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the, the I don't know. Scissor kicked the Scissor kicked the blue, right? Oh, yeah. Gas City. I was yeah. in the hot emergency room at Muncie during that because, oh, because of, of the, the pizza burger balls. and cheese balls. No, 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 no. Not the pizza burger. No, we're good today. Uh, Just the cheese balls put you in the hospital. So After here's the plan. Here's here's the new that's, plan. That's folks. a bad. That's a bad. Here's the new uh, heavy lunch plan. Here's the new heavy lunch plan for concession students. Concessions at Eldora. Get the pizza burger with the mozzarella sticks. They're not as spicy. They fill the 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 bun more. Right. You put three. They fill the bun perfectly. A nice layer of cheese. One marinara sauce because they are a dollar a piece. (laughs) (laughs) What a scam. They're either 50 cents or a dollar, but their food all is priced correctly. Their food is priced correctly. It is. Uh, But marinara, mozzarella stick, pizza burger. I've I've kind of transitioned to what Kendra Jacobs taught me with the hot cheese balls because uh, acid reflux. But that now is the number one item you can eat at Eldora. If if you do that combination. So you do that. Straight off the menu. The wings by themselves are the best item at Eldora Speedway, officially. You do that, Dylan. You do that stack, and then you go see your cardiologist on Wednesday, and yeah, you're just you're, you're ready to go. to go. Yeah, rib exactly. number three. The rib sandwich is number. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't been there. I haven't been there 
I don't think the last time I've, I was there was anything other than the last truck race there. So I don't, I haven't even had an opportunity to try the wings or the knockoff McRib. So I'm going to have to get back there sometime yeah. and try this. I'll say this. I'll go out on a ledge. The pizza burger, it's hit and miss. It is. The last you time I had one, it, it's hit, hit miss. Yeah. It's well, you can, you can give an honest review of the food as an employee. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes you get one and it's really, really good. There's a lot of cheese in it. And then the next one you get, there's like nothing in it. And it's just, eh. I agree. But the, the wings are good every time. So I go with wings. Wings are good. They, um, Yeah. Like, like I said. People, Cheddar worst. By themselves, the wings are number one. Um, but if you do the combo correctly, the heavy lunch combo uh, that I'm now calling it because Kendra Jacobs was on the menu at the Yeah, that's the heavy lunch combo. Heavy yeah. lunch combo. Put it on their sign. They can put, take a picture of me eating it. Yeah. You uh, pull over for your cardiologist on the following following week on your way out. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> There's your official Eldora concession review, and we'll do more throughout the year. But, uh, Okay, so there's a bunch of questions I have. Uh, first right. off, what happened at Eldora? Why, why did Parker leave McCandless and then uh, Kofoid, which is just a bigger shock to me, yeah. um, left a team that literally has funds more than most teams. I would say that's accurate, mm-hmm. right? But like to say, has the funding more than most teams on the tour. Uh, Kofoid ends up leaving that team, is what it sounds like. He got on Twitter last night saying, uh, you know, he left basically. Um, and Parker, I'm not as shocked about that one. I, Parker in the nine P had been running very well in his own car, right? He finished second with the outlaws, I think in the nine P, yep. but it just seems like, you know, obviously that's the last time they're going to go there before the million Blake, but a lot of people had their tempers up after Saturday. Yeah. We got one more visit left Ohio sprint speed week for 12 grand on Friday speed week. And that's it. Parker, from what I understand, Greg McCandless posted in a group I'm on on Facebook with the Ford stuff that Parker didn't want to run the Ford motors. They own Ford dealers. They wanted to run Ford motors. They have two Ford motors that they bought off TSR and Parker didn't want to run them. So he can go back to his nine P he'll still have Kevin Osmolsky with him and Jim Bob with him. So the team's set, I mean, they're ready to roll right there. Greg McCandless has a couple drivers that they're eyeing. They'll have the car in action with us this weekend. He, he didn't say with who was, didn't want to, divulge into that quite yet but did say yes the car will stay on tour um the Kofoy deal is surprising to a lot of people like i i'd heard the rumblings on it that that that, you know things maybe weren't the best inside of crouch motorsports maybe i guess culture for lack of better terms not that that's not the right term there per se but just like they weren't meshing very well the the crew and buddy and I heard rumblings of this weekend and I was talking with Anthony Carini that scores for the outlaws. And we were both kind of talking about it. It was kind of one of those things like, man, there's no way this is the fast. This is arguably the fastest sprint car team in the country right now, but he always struggles at Eldora. It seems like, so you can throw that out, but they've been pretty spot on fast all year long. Obviously they've already beat the outlaws at Talladega. And I just thought, no, there's no way. Well, then that news drops. And I think that's kind of the bomb there. And now it's trying to figure out, okay, who goes there? I think, Parker, I don't think Parker's going to the nine P in my opinion, he'll stay with the family car and he can run the late model a little bit. I have an idea of who I think is going to go on the 11, who I think would be a good fit. I don't know if I probably won't say just because I don't want to get the rumor mill. I do too. I do too. Yeah. I've heard some rumbles this morning, but I don't want to say anything as well. Well, Tyler's not afraid to start the rumor mill. So let's hear yours, Tyler. Well, here's the likely scenario, right? I mean, we're on here. Let's do it. The likely scenario is Corey Lyson goes in. That's exactly who I'm thinking. Um, and Buddy goes to the 71 and runs for Bernie. Um, I have not talked to Bernie nor anyone at the 11 team, so that yeah, is I not I just... that is not from um, anyone from there. But Corey Eliason, to me, is the driver that had a good car with the 26, right? I don't necessarily think it was Corey Eliason's problem the whole time, why they were running slow. I think that car was off, too. Eliason has been fast in the 71 car. Bernie gives him great equipment. Uh, I think Kofoy could potentially go over there, get some good equipment, especially for the big races if he doesn't find a big ride. Another yep. scenario could be Kofoy and Mike could go to the nine, uh, you know, with Casey Kane not running. But I, I, you know, texted that team this morning and it doesn't sound like that. So, um, yeah, that's 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 my thoughts on potentially Eliason going to the 11. So we all know that Bernie doesn't want to race a ton. Like he's got a business to run and it's obviously a very successful sprint car parts business with any race parts. And that keeps him pretty busy. And that's, you know, that's how they butter their bread. So 
I kind of wonder is if Buddy goes there, are they going to race enough, be able to race enough for Buddy? Because this is what Buddy does, where Corey's got a fledgling business that he does some powder coating and he does a lot of stuff. So Corey does pretty well on the side with that side business. I, I'll be interested to see. I, I think Buddy and and Bernie could be a nasty combination that would would really. I I have a feeling could win some big big races. We're gonna Everyone find does out well with Bernie. We're gonna find out Wednesday, Blake. Like right, like both of those teams will be at Lincoln. Both of those teams will be, um, you know, at Dattler races at Williams Grove. I mean, Bernie is fantastic at Williams Grove. Yeah. Geo Geo you want to race there for them, right? Yeah. Like, I, I would be shocked. I'll text Bernie and ask him if he's going to Williams Grove, but I'll be shocked if both of those cars aren't there and we see who is in those cars. So. Um, those that's and that's good to play. hear the McCandless team is going to run. I mean, who who would you put in that car? Like, who, like who's the guy that could potentially slide into the 29? I don't know. I mean, part of the thing is there, they crew help too. You got to factor that in where, like, the 11 is turnkey operation. You put the seat in and you're good to go. Where the 11, Parker brought Kevin Osmolsky and Jim Bob to the table. So, you know, Logan McCandless, who drove the car last year, Greg McCandless that owns the team's son was kind of in a learning phase where he was going to learn how to run a sprint car team. And, you know, now they need a crew chief and a car chief. So there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle to go there. So I don't think it just can be any driver. It's got to be someone that can bring help with them. And I, I really don't know who to think. I originally thought, Oh, cap Henry can bring Zach Myers, but Zach works full-time at Thor sport and Sandusky. So it's kind of a good fit for them to be where they are with Jeff Ward. Who's out of Sandusky. They can go there on the weeknights and work on the car. So I, I, from what I understand, they're probably out. I really don't know. I am very interested to see who goes in the 29 because that's that that's there's no shortage of funds there either. That's top notch equipment. What else is out there, too, as far as a, a full time team that would check the boxes for Buddy? Right. Because that's, I that's, what, I, that's what I thought, too, is like who who is going to race that much. And I, I can't really think of anybody one that has an opening, you know, the 29 and, and, is. Yeah, is it. right. But they need crew help because right. you're exactly right. Where can Buddy go? I mean, he races for a living. It's not like Corey had the side business that he could kind of, if things got slow, he can build that and, and make money there. Buddy, this is what he does. And the midget deal is not going to be there now or as much. And he, I don't know how much of a living you can make driving a midget for three grand a night when they're not racing a ton. So you're right, Dylan. It, it's, it's very interesting. Buddy in the 29 could be interesting if they can find the right crew guys to go there. They've got the money to go race. He can chase an all-star championship, be at all the high limit stuff, go to a lot of the outlaw stuff. It'll be, it'll be interesting. There's we'll know no in a week. Yeah. Right. We'll know uh, at least Wednesday or, or this weekend, right. Uh, uh, potentially what's going to happen with some of these rides. There are three rides open. Uh, right. And there are two drivers. And then and obviously we can find people who need rides, too. Um, but it's it's uh, interesting time for a silly season for, uh, yeah. you know, sprint cars already. One of the and, questions I, I have for you, Blake. Uh, sorry, I'm changing topics. Is yep. Brent Marks. What, what is he going to do? He's leading points right now with you guys. Is he, he going to stay in Pennsylvania? I, I'm guessing he'll be in PA. I mean, I I didn't ask Keith this weekend because I just kind of assumed that they're going to stay in PA. They didn't sign up. They tossed it around running full time with us and just. I, they tossed it around, honestly, it passed the deadline to sign up. So I expect him to be in PA. It's hard to pass on racing for that money right in your backyard rather than, especially the weather doesn't look like super, super good. It, it, it could go either way right now. And I feel like, man, that's a long toe. Stay home. But man, the 19's fast too. They've been really good with us. The, the other thing I'm really interested to see this weekend on another note is Zeb. I was texting with Zeb yesterday and he'll know Tuesday on what it looks like for him racing this weekend. So if Zeb's not able to be in the seat, you got to assume Rudine's going to fill the seat for one weekend to stay in our points. Cause they're there's third in all-star points essentially, and only 12 points out, which is six positions on the racetrack. What did you think of that, uh, that crash between Boy, him and Kyle? Big. Yeah, that it was, was big. big. Yeah. Oh man. I was, I was standing in a rig in the pits looking right at turn three. So it happened right in front of us. So like that was massive. I was nervous there for a minute. I was happy to see Zeb move around, but it was it was slow. I talked to him a little yesterday, and he said, "You know, I'm feeling a little better, just really, really sore." Well, that's no surprise. Yeah, Zeb's had some big ones. I got a shot of that. Uh, um, I'm gonna, you know, I think I can put it over this, but um, it 
luckily it hit more right on his right rear tire, right? Like, you know, yeah. with Bowman's, it was more caged down, right? Um, the, the one thing I will say is I, I know a lot of people were saying like it was, you know, Zeb's fault. I, I think um, he was coming up the track, obviously, but how do you know Larson's coming behind you yeah. on, on the right side of your car? You can't really see that. He kind of squeezes in the gap. I mean, to me, I, I would have chalked it up as a racing deal. Uh, obviously, Zeb got the worst of it. Um, Larson's penalty, though, like what, what did you think of that? I know I saw some cars rolling to turn one, but like you guys would have scored it the same way. That's that wasn't the wrong call. I think the only reason Larson got disqualified is because he turned into the work area and the safety crew is trying to come out that that track opening there and that held them up. So I feel like if he stayed high, kind of like the one eight did and rolled around, he'd have been OK. But rolling directly to down down pit road or down to the work area, that's probably why he got disqualified. I haven't asked Mike Hess, but that's. Talking amongst our all-star officials, that probably would have been the same call as, you know, you're holding the safety crew up and it. Zeb's ride was nasty. And, and at those kind of rides, five seconds matters. Yeah. Yeah. He's had some big crashes, uh, and obviously, in the start of his career. But at, at the end of the bad. day, from what I understand, it didn't matter because the rear end was – I heard the re- they cracked the casing of the rear end. So he wouldn't have been able to rejoin anyway. Mm-hmm. So it didn't yeah. really matter. He would have started on the front row of the B regardless, or yeah. if he wasn't the fastest in the C. So he would have same result essentially. Mm-hmm. Who else impressed you there, Blake? I mean, I know we I know we have one more with Ohio Sprint Week before we get to the million. Um, but who else? Who else? I think is an early favorite. Who you know, if you're going to hedge your bets here, so to speak, who do, who do you like? I think Rico stole the show this weekend. I mean, he led la- he led that the white flag lap on Friday and. It kind of reminded me of the Kings Royal 2016-17 when he led the white flag lap and maybe showed his hand just a little too early. It was reminiscent of that when I think it was Donnie that beat him that year. And then Saturday night was just a dominating performance. And he and Ricky Warner, Rico's as confident as I've seen him since he's been with Paul Silva back then. Like He just gets in the car and wheels it. He knows that thing's going to be good and when you've got Ricky Warner in your corner, anything's possible. And Ricky's obviously got a pretty good resume at Eldora. And so does Rico. So there'll be a nasty combination. I feel like this is maybe what Donnie shots needed to get rolling too. He, he hadn't been on the podium all year and to back-to-back podiums are strong showings for him. Maybe that's what they need. You know, he's, he's got some pretty magical numbers at Eldora too. And I feel like Donnie's stock probably raised the most this weekend. If we're, really getting down to the brass tacks before this thing. I thought he was nothing, you know, to be not going to be much of a factor in July. And now I feel like, man, Donnie could win it. And I wouldn't be surprised. hundred percent. Correct me if I'm wrong too. Rico got banged up at Eldora pretty bad a few years ago, right? That was where he got hurt. So do you think, do you think that, yeah, in the midget, is this, is this kind of uh, a, a little bit of a kind of a storybook path of, of redemption for him, so to speak, if he's able to kind of conquer this place, uh, on the biggest stage, because I think yeah. it, I think that crash affected him for a while. At least it seemed like. Oh, couldn't agree more. I felt like you know six months to a year. It was before we started to see Rico back to the Rico that we knew. And man, you look at his what he's done at Eldora the last year. He beat the Outlaws there in September. Ran strong with us. Then comes back and runs second and first with the Outlaws here. I mean, his average finish the last like five races is like 3.4 or something like that at Eldora. That is strong numbers. It is. And one, the one thing that I've been noticing this, this year, and he, he would have been my favorite going in um, before the weekend anyways, before I even saw what he did on Saturday. Uh, Ricky Warner is, is a pretty big asset right now. Uh, the decision to, I mean, we don't know what happened at CSR, right? Uh, with, with, with him and Ricky Warner, but um you know, with, with that team and Ricky Warner, but Rico, um, whatever he paid Ricky Warner was not enough, right? Like they have been outstanding all year long and, and, and are going to be a favorite for not only here, but potentially Knoxville too. Absolutely. Rico, very, very strong enough. He, he can win at Knoxville. He's done that before beat us there last year, the all-stars on our race. He's won the Friday night portion a couple of times. Another car that I'm really interested to watch the next month or so is Logan Shuhart, who finally got his outlaw win this weekend. And he's kind of been one of the more vocal guys on the world of outlaws tour about really struggling with this new tire. And they haven't been able to get a hold of it. And then he comes out and wins and was pretty fast on Saturday and they blew that tire. So 
I mean, that'd be Dylan. You talked about magical stories, and I just feel like the shark. How crazy would that be? Shark racing wins the biggest sprint car race ever, million dollars. And you look at, you know, when they joined the Outlaw Tour in 2014, everyone in the industry was taking bets on when they would fall off the Outlaw Tour, and none of us had them going past the California Spring Swing in 2014. And here they are. Logan's already got more than 30 Outlaw wins. Yeah, no doubt. Did we ever did we ever figure out the tire deal on Saturday? Was that guy, I mean, was there something on the track? Was it just they were getting hot? What was the deal there? I talked to two drivers and they both thought something when I was on the racetrack in turn four. Okay. Both of them said. So that I, I asked the same thing. And I talked to Heath Moyle quite a bit about it on Friday after or Saturday afternoon about these new tires. And I was asking, you know, I looked at the, the dimples and the tires are so deep. And I asked him, you know, what's, why, what, what's the purpose? And he said, it's to let heat out. And he said, he almost thinks these new tires let too much heat out. They don't get hot. So I thought that was interesting to hear that. As you mentioned, you know, tires getting too hot. Heath was saying that these new tires let too much of the heat out. He thinks. Mm-hmm. So I was, I never, I hadn't heard that yet, Dylan. It's interesting. Needless to say, to wrap up uh, an Eldora weekend, four fantastic sprint oh. car races, uh, you know, you know the, the Saturday sprint car race was going to be awesome. Oh, the non-wing sprint car race was going to be awesome between Grant and Leary until Grant gets to a lap yeah. car. Um, Shuhart and uh, Rico going at it, and then That's you know, phenomenal. Rico and Shots going at it, and and you know, gravel in the. I mean, like like I, you know, you were talking about odds. Like obviously, I think when we get into the summer months, the 19 is going to come alive a little bit more, and so is the 57, right? Like. Yep. They're way better in the slick at Eldora. I think it's going to be uh, warmer. We're going to hopefully see just get a, a little tad bit more slick. Um, but I thought the racetracks were prepared perfectly. And I thought if we get those two racetracks for the million, we cannot complain at all. Don't you think? Yeah, you look You look on Friday, Larson charges the field. And if there's a a yellow with 10 to go, and I know this is this is all in theory. Yellow with 10 to go, I think the 57 could have been in the mix. Double file restart. He's storming through the field, running the bottom. Everyone's up high, and he's floating the bottom. I mean, he's he's absolutely going to be a contender in July. I, I I posted on Twitter. I was excited for the million going into this weekend, and knowing you know this was kind of what was going to build to the million. We got one more sprint car race, Ohio Sprint Speed Week, and then it's on. I left Saturday night more excited for what July is going to bring because we saw just four phenomenal sprint car tracks where. Guys could run the bottom, run the middle, run the high side. You could. There were slide jobs and so many different lines. I mean, man, the, if we get a track reminiscent of what we had this week, and even as you mentioned, Tyler, a little bit more slick. Oh boy, it's going to be gnarly. We'll be just fine. Uh, you guys race at Atomic. You mentioned Larson. He won with you guys. How many wins is that for him now with the All Stars? Uh, twenty-eight and sixty-eight starts. Nearly 50% of the times he shows up in the pit area with the All-Stars, he wins. And he's like 25% um, with the Outlaws. I think it's 28 and 128. So It's insane. He's not um, him. You know, we already talked about Parker, but, dude, he's already – he run fourth, fourth, and seventh with you guys. Yeah. Like, you can't really complain about that. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I know they struggled at Eldora, right? Like, they, they – they, But um, that's well, – But, you know, and that 11 did too, so, like, I think they're just re- knee-jerk reacting a little bit off of what they ran at Eldora against the best people in the world. I mean, the 29 was going to be fine, but um, obviously, like I said, the 9P was, was was just a little bit better. But uh, you mentioned the Zeb thing. He was running up front. Like, he's still yeah. third in points. He was running up front at Atomic before he blew a tire. His fifth when that tire blew on him. So this is his, it's good to see the Rudine car back rolling. Zeb, since they made the switch to Tyler Testamaker at Crew Chief, They've been really, really good. Second and second at Attica, lead laps, and then we're a quarter mile away from a top five on on Thursday night in what was a phenomenal event. And I just I, I feel like hopefully this doesn't linger as say Zeb's able to get back in the car this weekend, or even not, and can get back next weekend. I hope it's not a lingering issue because they've been so fast, and it's good to see Zeb run so well. You guys are working on trying to do that, Lucas. Uh, Pairing again, right? I mean, I know yeah, I, has already talked about high limit trying to work with Castrol in that series, but dude, that's a that's a great pairing for you guys. You could really market that both well. Yeah, I think that uh, I was nervous going into Thursday night on what the crowd was going to look like because that's a that's a lot of money to take on. I mean, he paid ten thousand dollars, just seven hundred to start. Lucas was 
12,000 win like 800 to start so that was a lot of money and we had 42 cars in both fields so i was nervous thinking man the crowds if they want if fans want this to happen again they got to come out and support it and they did it was very full i mean they really the only area that wasn't full was kind of the overspill grandstands in turns three and four but from turn four all the way down to turn one was packed the pit area was full Vendor row was full. The concession line, every time I looked down at the concession stand line, it was 100 yards long. I mean, so at some points, I kid you not, 100 yards long. So uh, Charlie was smiling all night long that owns Atomic Speedway, so that's a good sign. So I hope it happens. I, my gut says it absolutely will. It's great for both brands. It's great for flow. So all good things. For sure. Uh, sell tickets before you get out of here, Blake. Where, where are you guys next? You guys are racing this weekend, right? Yeah, we're at Jacksonville on Friday night. First time the All-Stars have been there since 1994. We're supposed to be there in 2019 and rained out on a 0% chance of rain day. Literally 0% chance. Got there and it was poured. So Sounds like Terre Haute every time I go there. I was gonna, yeah. literally going to say, that's the, the Terre Haute curse right there. Exactly. I mean, it, <laughs> it is. So Jacksonville Friday should be a good car. I think they had 23 cars at their weekly show last week. Yeah, at our... 10 in and we're over 30 and then wilmot on saturday with ira that's we're always north of 40 cars with ira and wilmot's one of those racetracks that you go and you look at and you're like ah, huh yeah whatever and then they start racing on it and it races so good and i'm excited to see wilmot because they just built a brand new grandstand there they new press box they changed around the concourse a little bit landscaping they put a bunch of money into wilmot raceway this year and that's exciting i saw this weekend, I think Bill Baylock picked up their local win there this weekend. So, yep, get him on your dirt draft team for sure. He's going to be in the top three with you guys probably. He always uh, is at that song. place. Uh, but there's some, you know, it's gonna be fun. That place is awesome. Uh, it so, is. yeah, good to have you on the show, Blake. Uh, we'll Thanks talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. Okay. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks, T Bone. See you, buddy. Thank you. See ya.